Uh, got a little bit of Star Trek news to discuss today. I don't know if you've seen any of this. Well, what, one thing that is like not actually super important uh, other than just uh, best wishes, um, but I guess at some point relatively recently, Nana Visitor had COVID. I know this because I was... Oh, really? I was listening to the podcast Freedom, which is co-hosted by Paul Tompkins, who who plays a voice on Lower Decks, um, and he co- co-hosts a Star Trek show with Tony Newsom, who plays Mariner. And I guess they were on a Star Trek cruise recently, and then afterwards, Nana Visitor very nicely texted them to let them know, "Oh, hey, I have COVID," oh, no. you know. Yeah. Uh, so uh, hopefully, she's doing okay. Yeah, but that that's that's a little thing, not really worth like a full cold open, but just best wishes to to her. But um, the other kind of bigger thing is that uh, it has been announced that this upcoming season of Discovery is the final season. Really? Yeah. So huh. yeah, they're hanging they're hanging up the the show after after this year. So you know, it's interesting. There was so some three seasons to sort of like set it up. One season of show, and then one season to kind of wrap everything. Yeah, I guess the you know it's it's interesting. Like there was um, some executive that just made the news for basically saying that like like we're not we're not letting ourselves develop like a catalog. You know, like like I don't think it was like at Paramount even, but it was just like talking about how like all these streamers are like making like these two seasons or three seasons of show, and they only have like ten episodes, mm-hmm. and it's like that's not actually good for like. What you want is friends, you know, like you like like even though it's like more expensive now to make TV and like you're giving these better. Yeah, but then stuff, something but that like, you can like syndicate and play two episodes every afternoon on TBS and sell DVD box sets. And but even for like the streaming services, it's like you know you want something that they people will just be able to sit and watch on Netflix for days and days and days. You know, you want yeah. a an office or whatever, like and. It's interesting, like, because I think I think like Discovery won't have like a terrible amount of episodes. You know, it won't because I think like every every season's like roughly thirteen episodes, so that's mm-hmm. not nothing. That's like you know seventy yeah, seventy something yeah. seventy eighty episodes. But so which I guess is like as much as you know rough like a little maybe a little bit less than what TNG the original series has. But it's just interesting, like yeah, it's just di- different, you know. Um, yeah. and, and you wonder. Although you wonder, I think like, that's more how. Like, a lot of, like, British television, I feel like, is that way, where they'll just have, like, kind of a set three series, and then that was kind of the the whole plan for the show. Like, there are some that are longer lasting, but... Yeah, but, like, British TV also, I think a lot of it is, like, subsidized. Like, like I don't know, it's just, it's just like, I, I'm not saying that it makes mm-hmm. for a better product, a better or worse product, but, like, also, it's, like, there's not really any... I don't think there's, like, a, a, a show that's, uh, like, a... Like a, a streaming service that's like really being kept afloat because they have every episode of like Faulty Towers on on there. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, yeah, or Monty Python or whatever. Like even though I like Monty Python a lot, you know. Yeah, I guess the kind of business thing you you would want sort of more to to offer. They're hanging it up. So like maybe you know you, you and I were kind of talking the other day, like or, or actually today I think we were talking earlier about like may, maybe maybe the Section Thirty One show. <laughs> actually ends up happening yeah wharf and uh and why can't i think of michelle yo's character's name Giorgio. maybe that's maybe they're gonna i know i know they've had some other shows in the hopper so yeah you might be hearing about one of those soon the weird thing is wasn't the section 31 like one of the first ones announced yeah it still hasn't happened yeah yeah which i'm 
I will say my attitude on it will change significantly <laughs> if it does turn out that Worf is involved. I think otherwise that's a bad idea for a show because Section 31 is bad. Like, like, like I'm not saying that they shouldn't exist in the context of but like the Star Trek universe, but just like I don't want a show about how like actually they're heroic or whatever because like mm-hmm. that you know they were invented for DS9 and they take the appropriate position on them in ds9 um, the space fbi on on the space well space, yeah, space cia which is that they're bad it's a bad thing so yeah uh anyway but we'll we'll see what happens Ooh, well, uh, <laughs> yeah. little off there that today hi everybody and uh i gotta leave it in for for honesty's sake uh we'll do it live yeah. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Out of Contracts, a show where two guys who have seen part of Star Trek try to watch all of it, no particular order. I'm Ryan Howard. And I'm Brady Jungle. And today we're talking about Evolution, which is the season premiere of season three of Star Trek yeah. The Next Generation. The triumphant return of Gates McFadden. Yeah. And then she talks a lot about like being a mom. Yeah. So this, is, uh, this episode is written by Michael Piller and Michael Wagner, and it's directed by... Series mainstay, Winrich Colby. I know I've said his name a bunch. I say people's names a bunch, enough times that I'm like, oh yeah, they've been on it a lot, so yeah. Winrich Colby has directed 48 episodes of Star Trek, so across across all four of like the Imperial Era shows. The memory office synopsis of this episode is, an obsessed scientist arrives on the Enterprise to perform a -a once-in-a-lifetime experiment. Accidentally released nanites, however, threaten both it and the ship. It's a strangely written yeah, synopsis, I, but I guess they're they're trying not to spoil who released the nanites. I guess. <laughs> Memory alpha synopsis. Wesley screwed up. Yeah. So yeah, this episode is. I was like, I did think about kind of snarkily texting you during the episode, like, at what point in season three of. TNG is the show supposed to get good? Because I don't think this. Is a, I don't think this episode is terrible, but it's like it's a very low key uh, premiere. I think like yeah, that that is a good point of like it is. You're not really like start. You're starting with something that feels like it should be kind of like in the middle of season one or two. <laughs> yeah, the only thing that really s- suggested as a as a premiere episode at all is that is that they make a bunch of reference to how Crusher has been gone for a year. Although apparently they filmed the Ensigns of Command first, which okay. I'm trying to remember which one that was. I'm not really sure. Yeah, I was looking through, because I, I, after I kind of asked you that question, I was looking through to be like, which what is the first one of these episodes that I remember being like really good? Because I'm sure that there's some that are good that I just don't remember them by name. But the first one I remember by name as being really good is is Deja Q, which is episode 13. It's like not until like halfway through the, the season. But uh, then there's yeah. a bunch of stuff in the second half of the season that's great. Because like Deja Q, Yesterday's Enterprise, The the Offspring, Captain's Holiday, uh, Hollow Pursuits. Okay. So yeah, so they really... Menage a Troy, uh, Best of Both Worlds. Like those are all in the second half of the season. So I am curious like how that first half plays. Because I really don't remember very many of these by name. Yeah, End of the Command is the... Data must convince a colony of 15,000 people to evacuate before the aliens who own the planet arrive, which I have no memory yeah, of. Yeah, I have no memory of that. <laughs> so, but we'll find so out yeah, one day. I guess, I guess either one would have been like not a not a big splash as a season premiere. But yeah, um, well, yeah. Why don't you take us in? Let's let's talk about uh, evolution, which is a, is a, f- a fine a fine episode. Got a pretty good guest star yeah. performance by 
a doctor from Scrubs who, yeah. who, yeah, I I have not really watched very much of Scrubs, but I do recognize him from that. Uh, I think he's pretty good in this. Yeah, he I, he seems like he's having fun. Mm-hmm. I I really like how much he commits to any time there's like physical acting involved. Um, <laughs> yeah, he really. I thought the, that too. The first time, like you know, they kind of like the <laughs> ship gets hit by something and shakes, and everyone kind of does the typical like rocking back and forth in their seats, and yeah, he just like throws he launches himself, himself from one yeah. end of the set to the other. Yeah, which is like good, good on him. Like that's that's what I would do too. I think. Yeah. If you're gonna do um, it, have fun. I with think it, does the know? same thing. Like when he gets sort of attacked by like a lightning bolt or something, he also really just very much commits to it, which I do appreciate. Yeah. But yeah, but so the basically the setup is is that this guy, Dr. Stubb, Stubbs, I think? Yep, Dr. Dr. Stubbs. Stubbs. Who's played by Ken Jenkins. Yes, but better known for Dr. Kelso from, from Scrubs. He is scientist who's studying, there's kind of this sort of event that's going to happen that only happens once every like 200 and something years where one star goes like one star explodes and then another star like sucks all of the energy up from it and the two of them i guess are just kind of on this cycle of this with each other and so he's built kind of this probe that they're going to send out to take a bunch of readings while it's happening and you know kind of talks about how this is his life's work and he's like super excited and liz you know in kind of I feel like the sort of typical guest star role of Federation scientist that's just kind of like superior and, you know, kind of like talks down to everybody on the crew and just kind of aloof and a little bit of a jerk. They, I, what actually makes the thing happen? Like, does something hit the ship? And that's why, like, the, like the... Well, so that they, the, no, so the nanites get out. Like, so, because yeah, at the, the beginning... Like, is there something that, like, causes them to get out or, like, sets them off or does it... Just, no, Wesley just, just fell asleep. Like he fell asleep okay. and left the, and he fell asleep, and he because he was pulling an all nighter for like the science project where he stole and these he nanites his, out like, of, out of medical bay, and then left it open because he's a dunce. little like petri dish open on his desk. Yeah. yeah, and then they they basically like deteriorate the ship's navigation. I mean, we don't know this right away, but like yeah, so they, and then the ship basically drifts into like the kind of the gravity of the stars. Yeah. Um, or like the the energy stream, I think. Yeah, and, gets, and it gets and yeah. it's damaged, and then and then just like, we, I, we, there's been we've done another episode. What the episode? Remember the episode where they basically have to turn off the Enterprise and turn it on again? Like, uh, yes, it's Is a season that, two I think episode. That's I think Contagion. Yeah, yeah, because there's it's, like another ship that got infected with. Yeah, the Enterprise does a lot of stuff that's very much like that, where they're where it's just like, oh, we're gonna the replicators are gonna mess up, or we're going to play the stars and stripes forever for a while. <laughs> that that one was fun. That was good. I liked that. Uh, yeah. And there's a couple of things like that. Yeah. they. Do, I feel like they do kind of have a little bit of like a comedic sense with it for some of them. Yeah. And yeah, just kind of all the like systems on the ship start sort of weirdly malfunctioning and doing strange things. And, you know, they kind of don't have any control over navigation or like the power systems and they can't use warp. Mm-hmm. And at one point, like the sensors make it look like there's a Borg cube, like, right on top of them. And they're, like, spinning around and trying to see it and preparing to fire, and then everything disappears. Yeah. So so then, basically, they're all like, well, we, you know, like, we have to, like, get out of, you know, we're kind of, like, right in this, like, energy stream of these stars, and we have to get 
away from these stars and like go like figure out what's going on with the ship before we start like sending like doing this experiment near these exploding stars and that makes Stubbs really upset and he's like you're not just gonna like fly away when I have this once in a lifetime chance to do my life's work and kind of like argues back and forth with them and then they kind of end up well, Wesley, so Wesley then figures out that this is probably, like, he sees their, they kind of pinpoint where the problem is, and he's, like, looking at this schematic of the, like, electronics of the ship and figures out that he thinks that it's his nanites sort of in there, like, chewing on things. He'd only gotten two of them out originally, but they're, yeah, they're multiplying. Yeah, but then he, like, trained them to essentially, like, reproduce and evolve or, like, work together. And so they start, like, replicating more. And so... First, he goes to Guinan, right? Or, like, he goes to Ten Forward because he's setting mouse traps. He, or, yeah, I don't, he, he doesn't really say, like, what, what is, like, is he putting out, like, nanite food? Or, like, what is. They don't really explain that, do they? I think he calls them traps at one point. Well, I know he calls them traps, but I'm like, what? How do you trap a nanite? Like, what's, what's going to get mm-hmm. a nanite to come into the. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Energy crumbs, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, science crumbs. Yeah. But yeah, he's like setting these little traps and Guinan's there and kind of like sits down and talks to him. And he says, you know, like I'm, he kind of explains to her, I was working on this science project and like these, you know, it was going to be this really cool breakthrough and I was really excited about it, but now they've escaped and they're going to destroy the whole ship. But I'm scared if I tell anyone I'm going to get in trouble. And... I forget what she, she, she's just kind of very, like, sort of nice and understanding and just kind of gently encourages him to, like, do the right thing. <laughs> she does have this weird running commentary where she, where, like, it, it almost yes. reads like she thinks that Dr. Frankenstein's a real person. Or, like, that she, that, that she knows. That he is and she, like, met, met him. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, because at first it's like. I, I didn't, I was curious how to, inter- like, am I supposed to interpret that of, like, that in the universe of Star Trek there was a real Dr. Frankenstein and, like, Guinan met him? Because um, the first time she says it, it's like, she's, I mean, she's just saying basically, like, metaphorically, there is, you know, like, like, like you know, there. Yeah, the, he the says something like, tale. yeah, I'm, like, real good at the, like, I'm super excited that this breakthrough. And she's like, I knew another person who talked like that one time. His name was Frankenstein. And like she, the, but like the way she says it, like yeah, it could just be like from anyone else, you could just be like, okay, that's a little bit of like a weird way to say, like to make your point of like making this comparison. But I feel like because it's Guinan, you have this kind of question of just like, are you saying you 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 met him? <laughs> well, right, but the first time it's like, yeah, okay, that's kind of strange. But that, but like, yeah, maybe she's just making a joke or like a, a reference. But then, then, then she's at the end, she's like, Wes, are you going to get a good grade? on your thing and he's like i always do and then she yeah. says and then he and then he <laughs> leaves too like he's yeah. not in the room when she says yeah she's yeah so, so did frankenstein and it's like i don't think that's in the book uh i mean it's been a while since i've read that book but i don't think that there's anything really about like how like, good of a grades he gets yeah yeah i was i was very curious if the implications of this episode are that that there was an actual dr frankenstein uh, yeah because i mean she would like that would be around the time she was on earth right yeah, I mean, I, sure when, I can't remember when that book was written, but like, showing, but. maybe like right after, right after uh, she was hanging out with Mark Twain. Yeah, you know, she she also has has. Uh, I f- wish I'd written this down because I forget what the setup for it was, but like she has one joke that I was very curious of, just like Whoopi Goldberg decided to ad lib, 
Because she says she says something about like her her ex husbands. Oh, that's like, right, like, many ex husbands. But I forget what it was. Yeah, and she also talked about how many kids she has in this that episode too. Yeah, I think later she does like talking to to Doctor. Yeah, it definitely some some casual guy in world building going on in this in this episode. And then I guess the other thing that happens kind of in a few scenes, I feel like, is that the like Doctor Stubbs has kind of taken like sort of become friends with Wesley because he sees him as kind of another, like apparently he was also sort of this child prodigy that everyone always like expected great things of and was a genius and all this stuff. Yeah. Um, And he has kind of like some conversations with him about that, including one where (laughs) they spend far too long explaining what the word wonderkind means. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like, I feel like even if like you had never heard that term before and like didn't speak any German at all, like, you could probably take a pretty good guess Yeah, <laughs> at it. But he, like, spends, like, a full, like, he's like, they called me a wunderkind. Do you know what wunderkind means, Wesley? And Wesley's like, I don't, but it sounds German, though. And he's like, here, that's very clever. It is German. In fact, it comes from the two German cl- words, wonder, which means wonder, and kind, which <laughs> means kid. <laughs> so I guess you could say it means wonder, kid. Is this, is this the right time to talk about how... Doctor Stubbs is a total dork, and when they talk about his <laughs> yes, uh, his past, I think he also was talking with Wesley about that too. Yeah, because uh, so now we both are, I think, have probably been noted on the podcast as as reasonably large baseball fans. You know, yeah, I, I I've so. you know we we followed it for a long time. I I've been to like half the the baseballs stadiums that are currently you know major baseball stadiums that are currently in existence like yeah but i would say this guy takes it to a new level (laughs) yes Um, because he doesn't watch baseball games right he says because because yeah like he's talking about how much he loves baseball and wes is like oh do you recreate the games in the holodeck and he says no i just imagine them i just like read all the box scores (laughs) yes and And, picture the whole game in my head yeah Uh, which is a crazy thing to say which is wild and then you see him doing it later. He's like kind of falling asleep in his room and he's just sort of like muttering to himself, like who's kind of on what base and like what the count is. Yeah. I mean, that's like, uh, I don't know. That's, that's something that's like, that's <laughs> like, uh, that's big incel behavior or something. I don't know. Um, it's something. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although I feel like Star Trek did in 1990, whatever, like, fairly accurately predict the downfall of baseball because he kind of talks about how just like yes everything like wanted things so fast and didn't have the patience for like a sport that lasted three and a half hours well it's so funny it's just so clear that the people who are working on these shows in the 90s just like baseball a lot because like they talk about that in ds9 a lot too obviously because because uh yeah cisco's like because cisco's really into it but like but like the clearly like there's there's all these like fellow travelers on the road of like liking this obscure sport because like Cisco is kind of like oh yeah I'm the person I know who likes baseball but then uh, this guy likes baseball too so it's like uh-huh. there's just got to be like a like random Ferengi and Picard yeah also likes baseball <laughs> but I mean I I get it like I to me like there is something inherently like kind of romantic about baseball that that is not really yeah. like, like it's just not not even that there's anything wrong with it, other sports but just like there's something like as he says, kind of like weird and slow and about it that is yeah like i mean it it does i feel like just carry with it 
its age, I feel like, even now, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, it feels like a sport that has been around for a hundred years, which is, like, not necessarily a good or bad thing, but just kind of a thing unique to baseball. Yeah. Although, that being said, when I want to entertain myself with baseball, I will read about it or watch it or go listen to the radio. I want just to be like, hmm. Just pull up. Read it. Here's a box box score and I'll just imagine it, you know. Yeah. But uh, anyway, though, yeah, he's... One for four, hmm? Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, like, the episode is... The first half of the episode is very kind of like... It's not like wheel spinny in the moment, because it's... But it's like, it's hard to describe it, because it's like, it's mostly just like, weird stuff happens on the ship, and they're like, what's going on? And then, like, eventually they figure it out, like, that it's the same. they figure out that it is Wesley's Danites. But by this point, they've kind of... Yeah. continued to like grow and take over more and more of the ship. And so then they kind of get into the ethical question of like, at what point have these things become basically alive or even like intelligent? So I'm curious, like what your read is on this, because like, obviously like Stubbs is not a nice person. Like he's just like, Oh, you guys are all stupid. And he's mad that, you know, he basically is saying, you know, he at one point he says, like, I would rather die than than not do this. And and then Picard has, like, a yeah. nice bit where he's like, well, I don't think that that opinion is shared by most of the people who are like, on the ship, you know? Yeah. But, like, I will say about the nanites, like, so, so like, this is, like, a thing that uh, my wife and I um, kind of talk about this kind of thing a lot. Because it's, like, Kim has, like, this real inability to... To, like, sympathize with, like, any kind of, like, AI on a, like, on a show, a show or a movie. Like, we just, we just watched, mm-hmm. um, we just watched AI. We, we watched the movie AI, the Steven Spielberg movie AI. Oh, sure, yeah. And, you know, which is about, like, this kind of, like, very ill-treated, a couple of very ill-treated robots. And Kim is just, like, I don't, like... They're not real, you know, and mm-hmm. they're like machines like, and like, this is the purpose they were built for. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I'm, I'm like much more like, even like she likes data, but she's like not super interested in, and she likes the doctor too, but she's not like super interested in episodes of either of those shows that are about like them being like, Oh, like it's, you know, it's grappling with humanity too. or whatever. Yeah. And, Whereas I like that kind of thing usually, and, and like even if like I, even if you know I would have trouble accepting it in real life, like I'm able to go there because I'm like yeah, well I'm just imagining like yeah, what if what if I was somebody who like had emotions but I was made or whatever, you know, like it's, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. And anyway, all that to say that like I did kind of feel like like my wife often feels I think in this case where I was like. I don't know, like, Stubbs obviously is, like, not being a good person, but, like, what is, I, I, I was like, he's kind of, I mean, like, so obviously. you just have a computer virus on the ship, why don't you just delete it? Yeah, yeah. He, and, 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 like, now, obviously, like, he's kind of proven wrong at the end, I guess, quote-unquote, because they do. Yeah, I guess that's the thing, is that, but yeah, like, then they end up, like, talking and being like, we're explorers, please don't kill us. Right, but, and, like, you know, but like, they basically, like type out no kill i in binary <laughs> right feels, yeah. like i would imagine <laughs> don't actually say what they write in binary but yeah but like i don't know like i was like it like up until that point 
like I'm kind of on his side a little bit because it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, like these are just things like like he says they're cockroaches or he's like how often have, have you Crusher like gotten rid of gotten rid of like uh like a, a real virus or a bacteria or something and it's yeah. like obviously at the end the show is like no he's wrong but like up until that point it's kind of like yeah I don't know it makes a lot of sense to me what he's saying it's like it, it, like especially like they could be killing the ship now again. Do I think he should like as he does at one point just like take a phaser and start shooting the yeah. <laughs> start, start shooting the ship to to, to eradicate things? No. Like I, I mean obviously he should respect the chain of command or whatever, but like and he's not being a good yeah. guy. But like I was like, yeah, I don't know. Like it seems like this is a weird like 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 you know, again, to go back to like the Darmok episode we talked about recently, where it's where I was kind of saying like, how do we know that that thing that they get that they attack in that episode, how do we know that that is, that that thing isn't also just like a victim of circumstance, mm-hmm. you know, like, and I did kind of feel the same. Like, I, but I, and it's like the, but they, they're willing to be like, Oh yeah, we got to kill this giant, you know, humanoid yeah. looking animal thing. But like, like, no, but it's just a monster. For, heaven forbid that. Yeah. Heaven, heaven forbid that we, that we, uh, that we might turn off these, um, these nanobots. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of funny. Yeah, no, that's a that is a good point. That yeah, at least in yeah, I, and I think they like because because like you said, like eventually, and it really is. I think like after he does like try to shoot them with a phaser, because then then they start sort of demonstrating like agency, I guess, because they clearly like retaliate. Like he shoots them, and then they immediately like turn off the life support on the ship. And then, like, go yeah. find his quarters and, like, try to electrocute him. And so then you're just like, okay, so they're, right, like, they, they yeah, recognize. Yeah. But although, again, like, that, I guess then you cross the line between, like, like I feel like there are animals that would be intelligent enough to be like, oh, this person is trying to hurt me, so I will have to, like, protect myself or hurt them back that you would not necessarily consider, like, human. Yeah. There's a whole genre of like movies, you know, like Jaws: The Revenge, where Jaws remembers, and, you know, or, or whatever. This time it's personal. Or like, uh, or like um, that movie from last year, uh, Beast, which is about how Idris Elba has to fight a lion, you know, because the yeah. lion remembers poachers or whatever. <laughs> I don't know how often that happens in real life. I mean, I will say this: uh, my cat got out into the garage the other day, and. Um, Got into something I I still don't know what, and he was really smelly when he got back inside, and my and so we my wife and I were watching TV downstairs, and she, my wife kept on my wife didn't want to sit with the cat because he was like sitting on our lap and we we're doing that, and she kept on pushing him off of the lap, and then the next morning, like we were up and about, and then Kim was sitting in the in the uh, in her ch- in a chair, and like. Max was just like staring at her with a very like angry look on his face, and then like Aww. she kept on trying to get him to come over to him, and he wouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. What I guess the... it, I guess it does kind of raise that question of like, where on the spectrum of intelligence is it like okay to exterminate something? I don't yeah. Because yeah, I mean, I think before that, like the point he raises is valid, right? That like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you could argue that you know micro like bacteria have a survival like drive and are just you know kind of similar to this like just trying to like that's part of the definition of life is sort of the attempt to reproduce yeah and yeah we never feel bad about killing them so yeah i mean i i you know i'm i'm 
as as usual, like I I am definitely like willing to you know be like okay sure I'm accepting I'm I'll I'll accept the premise I guess but like it did yeah. make me think that I was like this guy I think is kind of getting a little bit of like he's not a good person but like he's kind of giving I I he's getting a little bit of a bad rap I think on this particular <laughs> sure. thing yeah that they do the kind of thing where like. Well, clearly he's the wrong one because he's a jerk. Yeah. So we'll take the side of our noble heroes that are just trying to communicate in this mm. specific case. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, which they, so they do, they, like, Data kind of figures out, you know, sits down at the computer and kind of figures out, starts, like, putting things in and figures out how to communicate with the, the nanites that are in the system. And they start first just sending some, like, binary code and then he ends up sort of volunteering to let them like take over his positronic brain i guess and like language centers so then they can talk through him in a way that they can have a conversation with uh with Picard yeah i felt bad in this scene too that like there's just kind of like to, in my mind like a sort of like completely exists to 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 kind of uh, do a little bit of like the thing that like people to talk Brent Spiner act. No, no. Oh. I was going to say like like there's a there's a thing there where it's like every now and then like it feels like they just make someone tell Worf that he's dumb like for the purposes of like needing to do that sometimes. Hmm. Like, because there's like that one there's that one moment where like Worf is like you shouldn't you shouldn't let these nanites take you over data because like that'd be really dangerous and yeah, they're just the, like, like shut like, up Worf like. Risk. <laughs> like, but it's like that happens so often like on yeah, the show when, like that's his like his job is to like as the security officer is to like yeah be concerned about these things yeah but, but like yeah say like high ranking like lieutenant commander on a starfleet ship and also super powerful android we're just like yeah that's a potentially very like risky person to just let be taken over by what might be a hostile force. Yeah, uh, I will say though, because you, as you, I, I kind of interrupted you, but you know, you were about to say that at the end, like they they do possess data, and then he does some like kind of acting as these robots, which is very fun. Yeah, I, that that scene I think is fun because it's he does like it's that kind of like some like a sort of like something that has just started to become self aware and exist and like discover there are other things around it. It's just like you all look very strange. Yeah, um, but I, uh, the thing I what, one of the things I like one of the things I like about this scene is that like I don't think they really make Stubbs very recalcitrant in this scene, which I think is kind of funny. Like it just seems like he's more like just like afraid that he's going to get beat up by this. Yeah, they kind of force him to apologize, and he's just like, "Well, I regret that you." are sentient and were hurt <laughs> yeah yeah i like i like that <laughs> please though. let me finish my science experiment now yeah i don't know i, I like that there's something there's something kind of like m- maybe that's just because i'm also like like i said I, I don't think that he's as wrong as the show seems to be making him out to be yeah but yeah i i appreciated that yeah and then like what and then everything like kind of immediately works out right at like it it feels like it sort of kind of abruptly comes to an end after that scene yeah, because like they do that scene and Data's talking, and then he's just like, "Okay, that's fine. We don't really need your ship, anyways." And then like it cuts to a captain's log where he's like, "And then they left, and we were able to do the experiment, and everything was fine." Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think if there's really anything else that 
Yeah, it's very abrupt. I will agree with that. Yeah, and I think maybe they do like one, like the the other sort of thing that again is kind of addressed a few times is that Doctor Crusher is coming back to the ship and is just kind of like is trying to figure out how she fits back into Wesley's life. I oh guess. right, yes, yes. Yeah, that like she wants him to still like kind of be a normal teenager and like have a girlfriend and not just be a nerd that sits in the lab playing with nanites all the time but also like wants to be a good mom and be his friend and so yeah that felt very like i don't know like it almost felt like they like like the people on the show were like well is she a bad mom for leaving him and it's like no like i don't know like like who like i don't think right. anyone needed to know about this or care about it or hear about it at all like yeah although i will i will give i will give um I will give Patrick Stewart some credit because there is this great moment where where she's like, tell me what he's like. And then he's like, he kind of says some stuff. And then she's yeah, like, Yeah, he's no. like, you know, he's he's a good ensign and like always like shows up on time for duties or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, no, tell me what he's like. And he makes this face and kind of like goes like, <sighs> like, like <laughs> we're just like, I don't want to deal with this. Like, it's right. it's very good. Uh, a yeah. good good some good face acting there from from patrick stewart but yeah i don't know uh it was not a bad way to spend 40 minutes or whatever sure yeah i mean it's you know uh i feel like a a thing they've done to better effect in other episodes yeah just of the whole like is this alive but but yeah time time it was a star trek I guess the other thing I will say is it, it did feel like kind of a... I guess I just wished that they had given Crusher like a little bit more of a triumphant return. Yeah. Instead of just like how her coming back affected Wesley. Well, I honestly... <laughs> like, like, like I f- she, she very much wasn't like, oh, look, we've got like our ship's doctor and friend of the captain back. It was just like, Wesley's mom is here. I forgot that she was not on season two like like like, like that's how uh, little of a yeah. deal like i they don't like and, yeah, and then they're, they're just, just kind of like oh yeah like, i was oh, gone wait, and i was like, like oh this right is the first yeah. episode of season three yeah and like season two was the one that yeah mm-hmm. the, the only other thing that like I don't, if you've still got the memory alpha page open yeah, yeah. i was kind of looking through it there's a section on deleted scenes that there are apparently like a number of scenes that got deleted from this including like a kind of a whole couple sequence where wesley meets like some friends of his in like the hallways and then one of them gets hurt when the ship's messing up and they have to bring her to sick bay okay and they have just like a a screenshot from it and it's these three kids wearing like the strangest outfits um they're in these like colorful like blue and pink and yellow like neon yellow tights with like little capelets and stripes this is on the memory alpha page yeah it's on like it's at like the almost the very bottom okay or, like oh whoa <laughs> right because <laughs> like, we so see curious. some kids with like, some weird clothes at the end of the episode but i don't yeah think like, and, and so up, i think like, at least Rangers. one of them is is like one is that that's kid. wild because yeah there's a little like scene at the end where where crusher is talking to guinan and like wesley comes into the bar with like this girl and she's like, oh, look, maybe he's going to have a girlfriend. And then he's, she's like to Guinan, like, tell me everything you know about her. Um, but yeah, oh, apparently yeah. she, like, appeared at other points in the episode. Huh. And yeah, I'm just so curious, like, what was going on there? Because, yeah, they look they look wild in that picture. Yeah, I mean, that's 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 pretty weird, even for, like, 
children's Star Trek attire. Yeah. The, the other thing that I, I, is from the Memory Alpha page is that according to scientific consultant David Krieger, the plot originally involved dust mites that had gained sentience and began flying around the Enterprise in miniature aircraft. What? That sounds so much better. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing they probably just didn't do that for graphic <laughs> Which reasons. Which made him laugh out loud when he first read it. Oh, man. But, uh... Oh, I did have one other note. Speaking of speaking of those kids uh, at the end. So, yeah, so the last, the last scene is is Wesley kind of hanging out with these kids as Guinan and, and Crusher are talking about it. And... Um, so and Crusher is sitting at the bar in Ten Forward, and she's eating. Uh, did you did you see what she was eating? She she seems no, to be I eating like that. a plate full of taffy, like just like a really yeah, like just like a. Oh, I feel like it. it was, it's like really colorful, right? Yeah, yeah. It just looks like, like there's just it's just like a bowl of something like. Yeah, it looks like taffy. It looks like she's like like huh. yeah. I don't know. I'm not I, sure. Yeah, if I vaguely is, remember but... like that kind of like sort of a small part of my brain kind of clocking like there's like. It's just like a bowl of some sort of candy or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, usually eating sweets, that's more of a of a Troy thing, but Right, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's all I had though. You have anything else? No, I don't yeah, that's all I had for this one. Uh okay, well thank you everybody for listening. We come out every other week, so in a couple weeks we'll be back with uh the alternate, which is DS nine season two, episode twelve. And you come, you can watch that episode along with us, and then come back and listen to this. In the meantime, you can check out uh, our website at outofcontracts.podbean.com. You can email us at outofcontracts.gmail.com. You can follow us on YouTube at outofcontracts, or you can uh, follow us on Twitter at contracts. Contracts is spelled C-O-N-T-R-E-K-S. In the meantime, you can also check out the other shows on the Kaleidoscope Media Podcast Network. There's Here's Johnny, which is a horror media podcast. There's That's Now Science Works, which is a science pop culture podcast. And there's Wizard Studies, which is a Harry Potter podcast. And we'll see you guys next time. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, everyone.